Um, today is uh, the last of our series. As you know, next week we'll go into First and Second Kings. And I encourage you to pull that uh, text open in your Bibles and, and read with us in Kings if you haven't before. It's pretty interesting. I wanted to call the series Shame of Thrones, but I was vetoed because, uh, well, anyway, it's going to be of God and Kings, but it is Shame of Thrones as we see how the Kings respond. So join us uh, indeed for that. But this is the last of the, the summer trip um, sermons, and this is taking the trip, just going. And what does that mean? And uh, before I go, I have to point out that we had a Woody like that. And you'll never know who I bought it from. Pastor Ron Dingle. Do you remember selling me that Woody? Our family was, our family was growing. We needed places for the car seats. And so we got the Woody. It was a great car, but it didn't like Valdosta, Georgia. It threw a rod there. And, it, you know, so it all worked out. But road trips like this in uh, this anachronistic look or the kind of trips that you're possibly taking this summer. They're adventures for a good reason. There's a lot of excitement involved and an element of risk in every trip, right? An element of risk. You never know, right, Ashley, what's going to happen on your first day in a foreign country and some nice person comes up to you and says, let me hold your purse and passport. Um, for you. Well, they didn't actually ask her. Oh, you never know what's going to happen on a trip, but, but, but we go. We were not built to stay home all the time. We were not built to stay home all the time. We were built to go, and God is beckoning us, calling us, and encouraging us to go forward, whether it's to, to reconnect with family or, or to see the world, but whatever it is, it's to go, and we know the ultimate trip is to follow Jesus for our lives. But I just came back from a road trip, and I want to share that with you. First, I want to share that, that sometimes it can seem like a very, very uh, awkward time to go on a trip. Uh, this was the alarm clock for my last trip. Um, I don't know, friends, do you bother to go to sleep when you have to wake up at 3.50 a.m.? And I woke up early, in fact, um, the weird thing is this was a, a Groundhog Day experience for me. You know that movie, The Groundhog Day, where he repeats the day over and over again? This was a repeat for me because eight months ago, I set my alarm clock for 3.50 to take the same trip, and that was the trip to go from here to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, some 1,660 miles, but who's counting? To see then my grandmother for her 100th birthday. This time, to say goodbye. We kind of thought the last trip would be the last. We weren't sure, and we would have loved some more time with her, but a hundred years is a pretty good thing. It's really hard to get into an argument with the Lord about that. So it meant getting up early and getting going, for a long, long trip with a sad but also um, joyful occasion because she is with the Lord and her husband and her family and she is waiting for us. 
it can't always, it's not always easy to leave on a trip. There might be some trips right now that you um, either can recall or are thinking about going on that are not so easy. Sometimes that's the trip from the living room to the family room to have a conversation that needs to occur. Sometimes that's a trip down the hallway to talk to your boss. Sometimes it's a trip to reconnect with someone you said, I'll never talk to them again. Oh, please, if those words ever leave your lips, you need to make a trip. There is no way we can live as Christians in this world and say those words, I will never speak with them again. All too often that's dear, close family. Make the trip. Take the trip. It's 3.50 in the morning. But to, to kind of get you going, um, you need to have some songs for the road. And, and since I was going to see my grandmother, we dug out some of the songs that my grandmother loves so much. As I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. Sing with me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Busted flat in Baton Rouge. Had it for the train. Feeling near as faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed a trucker down just before it rained. Rode us all the way to New Orleans. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing don't mean nothing to day free. And feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me Good enough for me and my Bobby McGee You should have heard Aunt Betty and Grandma Dorothy sing that song. It's time to go. The great thing is as we go, there's a lot to see. A lot to see. And that's something I want to thank my grandmother for, is opening my eyes. I was a suburban kid. Suburban kids, um, we don't really pay a lot of attention to nature. We think that cows come ground up in little packages with cellophane around them. Um, We don't really know much about how things grow or the systems of life. You know, we mow lawns. (sighs) We pull weeds. And we don't stop and smell the roses very much. But grandma made sure we did. Grandma made sure we stopped and smelled the roses. And so she's given me and others in our family new eyes to see. Oh, Lord, my God, 
When I in awesome wonder Consider all the worlds thy hand have made I see them I hear the roll of thunder Thy power throughout the universe displayed Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee How great thou art How great thou art Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. That was a picture I took dropping off my sister at the airport. The sky, the sun was just coming up, it was golden. The mist was coming off. The swamp there. The... I couldn't believe I was there. You ever been like that? You can't even believe it? It's got to be a blue screen and some computer-generated image. And those flowers, they were out in front of the church that we were rushing to get inside there because we had to hurry up to get to church because my mom and dad and I were very important to that worship service. There were only three people there when we arrived, and we were the other three. For a total of six, wherever two or more are gathered, he's there. While you're traveling on this trip, please look around and remember our God is an awesome God. Remember to praise him and thank him for all the beauty that is around us, the majesty, the marvel. Of course, no trip would be complete if you didn't have something to eat. It is gate 15. I know it well. Every time I fly into Detroit, I look for nothing else other than, not my baggage, but gate 15, National Coney Island. If you haven't had one, you better go. I don't care what time I arrive. This time it was 10 a.m. I had a chili dog, mustard, onions, and a big bowl of chili on the side. I regretted it. (laughs) My dad said, it's okay, you're traveling with us. There were no beans in this chili. And that thing that looks like it's hemorrhaging over there is called a pasty. My grandmother would make those for us, make them with us, and nothing was nicer than to spend an afternoon grinding up the burger, cutting up the potatoes, the carrots, the onion, and oh my goodness, who ever heard of a thing called a rutabaga? Grandma make the pastry dough. My sister would make the scoop. My other would fold the dough over and pinch it down, and I would put it in the oven. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Enjoy. We're told that In Isaiah chapter 25, that when we arrive at our final destination, on that mountain, the Lord says, on that mountain, I will prepare a feast for you. A feast. For me, there'll be pasties. I don't know what you'll have. Make sure you eat along the way. 
while you're taking this trip, take time to love. To love those you meet along the way, the ones that you reconnect with along the way. After all, love is why we are here. Love is why we are here. Think about Jesus and his travels. What a hurry he must have been in, and yet he stopped again and again, didn't he? Oh, let the children come to me. Why are they accusing you, he says to the woman thrown down before his feet. He had time for the lepers and those possessed by demons and the sick. Take time along the road. Take time. I had a little time with Sasha Kinzer. She's the youngest of the Kinzer clan. So smart. And she gave me a big hug even though she had no idea who I was. My mom reconnected with Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy. She hadn't seen Aunt Judy in 40 years. And they were thick as thieves catching up. And those, those men are my uncles. Uncle John and Uncle Dick. I can't think of two people I have less in common with. A conversation with them. There's, there's, I mean, venison. I have nothing to say about venison. My one uncle killed 30 deers last year. He had permit story. I don't know anything about this. But when I used to go up there, between teasing and tormenting me, they taught me, and I sort of know how to fillet a fish. But I never got the hang of smelt. There's just a lot to do with that. You don't know what it will mean to have the people in your lives that you meet. You don't know when you leave what they thought about you for sure. You might not be sure what you think about them. I came across a booklet that my grandmother uh, had written. She became a a local author in her later years and uh, wrote quite a few things and I guess I was busy with my life and didn't necessarily keep up with that of hers. So I was really surprised when I saw this written in 1967, April 23rd. A little bird was singing in a voice so sweet and clear. His head was turned up to the sky for all the world to hear. The notes poured out so swiftly that I couldn't make them out, and I wondered what his cheerful song was all about. He flew up in the apple tree outside my kitchen door. On and on he sang a song I'd never heard before. I listened very carefully to what he had to say. Happy birthday, Andy Hagen is five years old today. I just could not believe it, but those were his very words. It wasn't long before the tree was filled with other birds. Happy birthday, happy birthday was their very cheerful song. I sort of had a notion that I'd like to sing along. There were Robin Sparrow's bluebirds, a raven and a wren. They sang happy birthday, Andy. They sang it once again. Our frog in the meadow pond wanted to join their song, but his throat was dry and rusty, for he'd slept all winter long. He just couldn't bear to be left out, so he tried and tried again. Happy birthday, Andy Hagen, was his very hoarse refrain. A rabbit stuck his head out from behind the balsam tree. He hopped a little closer, listening cautiously. Why, I know Andy Hagen. 
is he five years old today? I can't sing happy birthday, but I'll wish it anyway. The north wind said, he's far away and cannot hear your song. Why don't I blow it down to him? It won't take very long. Now, Andy, if you listen to the wind outside your door, you will hear the song that has been blown there 300 miles or more. Happy birthday, it will whisper. May we add our greetings, too, for the finest birthday you could wish and lots of love to you. 1967. Five years old. I had no idea. Well, I had some idea. I had some idea. She was a special lady, and special to many, and special to me. Take time to love. And take time to remember. I love our text today, Hebrews chapter 12. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, so get going. You'll never be alone. You'll never be alone on the road. You'll never be alone. Look around you, a cloud of witnesses. Look behind you, a cloud of witnesses. Look, look, no. Take the time to remember the people who've gone before. When I think of my grandmother, I can't believe, again, the things that she went to growing up during the Depression. She wrote a story about how the time that her grandmother, they were so hungry, her grandmother took chicken feed and went from the neighbor's chicken area where the chickens were and made a little trail so the chicken would wander into her house so that she could claim that 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 was their chicken now. How vacations were spent picking fruit for five cents an hour. People went off to World War II and didn't come back. How Grandpa worked in the CCC. How they ate so much potted meat that to this day my mom can't look at a can of Spam. How she was a small town girl and everybody said that was good enough. Certainly for John Mellencamp, right? But she said, I think there's something more I should do. And she went back to school, and they whispered, who does she think she is? Doesn't she know her place? And you know what her answer was? I guess I don't. I guess I don't. Take time to remember. Take those photographs, if not with the phone, with your mind, and save them. You'll want them. They'll give you courage for the next journey. It was a time to say goodbye, too, on this trip, and all journeys have an end. My grandmother wanted her ashes scattered at Widewater's Campground in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, Munising, to be exact. But don't say you heard me say that, because it's completely illegal. Widewater's. The water's wide. I can't cross over Neither have I The wings to fly Give me a boat That can carry two And both shall row
my love and I. She wanted her ashes there because that's where my grandfather's ashes were scattered. And as we put them out in the water, I thought, I wonder if there's anything left of him down below. As we stood on this bridge, all of us on this little rickety bridge, and I thought, was there an engineer involved in this bridge design or not? And the mosquitoes were bombing us. And I had so many things to say. Maybe that's why I'm taking up your time today. It was too many mosquitoes for me to say it all. Except be strong and be courageous. That's what God said to Joshua as he stood at the edge of the wide waters before he crossed over with the people of God. Be strong and be very courageous. Grandma, Andy, all y'all. Be strong. It won't be an easy journey. The water is wide. But you'll cross over. Yes, you will. I couldn't imagine a more significant find for me than this photograph. My grandmother teaching me how to play guitar on this guitar, this almost 50-year-old guitar that she bought new and passed on to me. I don't know what we're playing. I don't know for sure. But I guess I'd like it to be maybe one of the first songs she ever taught me. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much